Episode 135, 135 of the Q&A podcast, Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal, the Quincy. What was that opening? Uh, just trying something new, something I, new. It, it felt a little weak. You didn't have your <laughs> normal energy. It's like, <clears throat> I always expect something, whenever I expect something bombastic from you, you you go low energy, and then when I'm expecting anything, you're like, "Hey, I wasn't a Q and A podcast with you." I'm like, like, keep me on my toes. Have to, man. It's the only way this works. <laughs> the only way. All right. Uh, so what's me... going on, man? What? Uh, what? Uh, I have a question for you. All right, hold on. Let me get to the business part. Thank you for listening okay. to the Q and A podcast. You can rate and review us, and we are currently on. Let's see. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts. And that's enough for the business. Go ahead, my man. What's the question? What is going on in the world of movies, theaters? What has 2020 done to us all? Big Rona done fucked up everybody's money. (laughs) That's the simplest explanation I can give you, man. This is major news that, that you know, is, uh, is shaking, you know, a lot of business, you know, a lot of movie business to its core, man, and generating buzz, uh, generating fear, um, and just, you know, has everybody talking, you know, like, what, you know, <laughs> I'll let you... I like when you, over, when you, you lead these little like uh, you have these little teases and I'm like is he going to tell the people what's going to ha- what's happening or does he want me to tell I'm going to let you run with it but I'll go with it. so last time we were on the podcast we were talking about were we talking about wrestling we did yes. okay so we we're talking about wrestling and in the podcast we brought the fact that Wonder Woman 1984 was going to be released on HBO Max and in theaters on Christmas, and which we were, was a big deal. Yeah, it was a huge deal. We were going to talk. We talked about it. Yeah, yeah, we we're going to talk about it. You know, the next week we weren't able to get a podcast, and in hindsight, it looks like it was a great thing because more news came out. WB has decided to um, release their future slate of 2021 films, both on HBO Max and in theaters. So they're just drawing up a a completely new playbook, tossing out the old one and turning the movie business on its head, essentially. Yeah. So the plan is next year, every movie that comes out from WB will be on their streaming platform, HBO Max and in theaters. And it's going to be available for, I believe it's 31 days. And it's going to be completely free. Like you're paying the subscription, you get the movie for free. There's no extra charge like Disney did with Mulan. And um, I have a list of movies over there. I'm not sure if this is all the movies because I went through here. I didn't see Batman unless that got moved to 2022. It might've, because I I read 17, like they said, uh, they're, Lineup of 17 movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll read them real quick. Okay. So we got Mortal Kombat, The Little Things, Tom and Jerry, the anime movie, The Many Saints of Newark, Reminiscent. Yeah. Godzilla versus Kong, The Conjuring, The Devil Maybe Do It. Okay. In the Heights, Space Jam, A New Legacy, The Suicide Squad, Dune, Elvis, King Richard. The Matrix 4, Judas and the Black Messiah, Malignant, and Those Who Wish Me Dead. Those are some heavy hitters in that list. And is not, correct me if I'm wrong, but is not The Matrix 4? I don't know if you mentioned that. Yeah, Matrix 4. 
That's uh, yeah, December twenty second for that one. Yeah, I mean there are some huge movies that are in that list. A few, you know, we'll see. Uh, it's like a but, few of those movies I would not go to to the theater for, but since I already paid, you know, for HBO Max, I'll pull up a a chair and you know, make a steak and watch uh, Tom and Jerry with my son. Sure. I mean, I'm not losing anything. And if it's, if, you know, unlike a movie theater, if the movie is bad after the first 15, 20 minutes, you just turn it off and turn on Young Justice or one of the HBO documentaries and, you know, 20 minutes out of your life, it's nothing compared to going to a movie theater, you know, pay for tickets, pay for food, getting there and the movie sucks and then you feel like you have to stay because you paid for it. Right. Oh, speaking of movie theaters, oh, the one I go to, the AM, AMC 30 on Dunville, it closed down. That's right. I, yeah, I last, saw that. Last month, and like, I was shocked. My girlfriend told me about it today. I had no idea. And it was one of the things where the, the realtor that they were lease, releasing it for just finished the lease, and he was like, I'm doing something else. So they had to shut down. <laughs> That's was, a huge complex. Like. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it was a great location because it was right next to a Walmart. So my girlfriend can go up there and fill up her purse with snacks, and then we could go in and right. watch a movie. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. Not paying goddamn $10 for some Mikey Nights. Y'all, y'all fucking mind? <laughs> yeah. It's but, part of what got us into this mess. Yeah. But, uh, so where would you like to go? Because I have to, we can either go to explain why HBO Max is, why WB, excuse me, why WB is doing this or what this means for the movie theater business. Which way would you like to go first? I mean, we can briefly touch on why. I mean, it's it's obvious, you know, the Warner Brothers is not confident that, you know, movies will be back in full swing mm-hmm. next year and, and, you know, totally understandable. I mean, there's still a lot of uncertainty Um in the world, I mean, <laughs> just in general, we in hell still. But yeah, I re- I did some research. You know, I actually put nose to the grindstone. Was looking to this, so I have two reasons. Mm-hmm. And the first reason is because of a big name movie that came out earlier this year that bombed, and that's Tenet. Tenet. Yep. Yeah, Tenet was supposed to be the movie to bring back people, bring people back to theaters. Um, it was in the uh, the trailers. It was like this, the movie, um, big budget movies are back in the theater. Tenet, come see it Friday, and it was it did not go well. Um, I have the numbers right here in the United States and Canada. It made a total of fifty seven point four million dollars. And then wow. in all other territories, it made $300.4 million for a grand total of $357.8 million. How much did it lose? I have no idea. Because, because $50 million total gross in the United States is, for that movie, would have been week two drop-off. Like, it maybe, probably would have made, like... Maybe seven. even week three, because I know everyone that I thought, you know, before the big shutdown, they were really excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. And let me see if That's I can insane. see. Sorry. So it says the budget for the movie was $200 million. But the budget doesn't take in things like advertising. And I don't know how, what the advertising looked for because this movie had the advertising, then it got pushed back, and then there was more advertising, and then it got pushed back again. So it's possible, like when all said and done, this movie may have made like somewhere between thirty to fifty million dollars. And you know, <laughs> that's not what we're looking for. If you're a movie, <laughs> if you're a movie distributor, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So losing that much money not being as successful as WB would want it to be. I mean, that had to scare the holy hell out of them. 
Mm-hmm. And they go to reason number two. HBO Max is doing fine, but it's not doing as well as Disney Plus, let's just say. We're going to get to the Disney Plus uh, numbers a little later. Sure. But, but currently, so, because again, me research, 36.3 million people are subscribed to HBO Max in total. Out of that number, 8 million are people like me who just subscribed to HBO Max itself. Mm-hmm. The twenty-eight, the other twenty-eight million are people who have already have HBO and have access to the HBO Max. Oh, okay. So you, you correct? You have HBO yes. on your TV, regular TV, so you I have do. access to HBO Max. And out of that twenty-eight million, only twelve point seven million have actually accessed it. Mm-hmm. I'm one. So you've actually logged in with your HBO information, gone to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So there's about, let me do some quick math. What's that? 15.3 million people who have HBO have, that have not logged into HBO Max one time. And, and if you have HBO Max, uh, if you have HBO and you don't use HBO Max, you just use the regular HBO for, you know, TV, um, you go through DirecTV and watch um, shows and stuff like that. Like, you're not using that. Like, what's it for? Right. And, you know, when I heard about HBO Max and and the things that they were adding or, you know, what they were uh, initially adding, it's like, okay, well, maybe I'll watch the Fresh Prince reunion uh, and then maybe I'll watch uh, something else. I don't know, but you know, what else why else would i utilize this this thing because it's just old shows old movies mm-hmm. things that you know that you can find on any other streaming service but now if you want to be you know if you want to compete with with netflix if you want to compete with disney plus this is the way to go and you know well hold on I'm sorry it's- Say it, I need to think so. If you want to complete compete with Netflix and Disney Plus, it's not ha- you can't do it by just having old TV shows and reruns and stuff like that. Right. You have to have new content. Netflix learned that, and that's what they've been doing for the last five, six years, putting out shows like Stranger Things and Big Mouth, things like that. And we've seen Disney Plus getting into that game in the year that they've been been in. HBO Max doesn't really have that. Mm-hmm. They they've like been they've managed to integrate like shows over from um what's that failed app this DC Universe mm-hmm. they brought over the Harley Quinn show excellent you need to watch it the, the Young Justice show excellent you need to watch it uh, Swamp Thing good um, Titans bad <laughs> but it's not like they have this huge reservoir of new content for people i mean the, right they got they just did the um the fresh Prince of bel-air the reunion show and that's great but what else is there is there like there's right. no incentive oh we got a loose dog loose dog yeah. <laughs> nah keep going we're good okay yeah but what's the like just get hbo and live your life right and you know hbo is already putting out new that's like hbo already puts out new shows i mean mm-hmm. uh, there's no reason to there would have been no reason to add new shows to that service you know when you're already paying for hbo like it just it just it initially it seemed very redundant like why mm-hmm. would i even bother with this but now now we're talking now you got something that's raising a lot of interest, raising a lot of eyebrows. Um, and, you know, it, it's going to, it's going to draw a lot of people in mm-hmm. that, you know, wouldn't have bothered to get to add on HBO to their cable plan to, to get access or subscribe, you know, just straight, straight to it. Now you're going to see a huge influx of people just outright subscribing. Yeah, and of course, as soon and as now, all these movies, this deal was announced, they 
they there's a sale going on right now. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it is, but there's a sale on HBO Max. So now's the perfect time to get it. In fact, let me see what that thing is. Continue though. Now you're smack dab in the middle of competition with mm-hmm. Netflix, with uh, Disney Plus, and you know, and this is and this is the perfect time too because you know how many how many of those original programs that Netflix puts out, how many of those are they going to be able to? put into production again anytime soon because of or you know resume filming resume production because of of the pandemic um you know how many shows are gonna have to have to be put on the back burner because of this um but with hbo max with this deal with warner brothers you've already got all these movies that are in the can ready to go mm-hmm. and it's just it's just a matter of Rolling them out like you would at the theater, like when you're waiting to go see it at the cinema. Yeah. So HBO Max is on sale right now, $70 for six months. That's also another problem they had. They were, when they came out, they were the most expensive streaming service, even before they even started streaming. I think it was $15 a month. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I lucked in. I got it. I got it. I think I only pay like 11 or 12 a month. I got a deal for a year. And also the issues they had with uh, the Roku and Fire Stick. I think they just now, like a couple of weeks ago, they got a deal done with um, Amazon to to get their app on the fire stick but as of this recording they still don't have anything done with roku and mm-hmm. that's a big issue you're trying to get you know millennials and uh, some of the older members of generation z to sign up because for the most part those are a bunch of cable cord, uh, cord cutters right that don't have cable access to hbo they need to get them you need to have your app on the fire stick or the roku that's the Roku. I saw my grandma you know, on Roku in order to reach them. Yeah. And this gives, you know, and, and the like the reason why we're, we're recording and talking about all this isn't because of HBO Max. I mean, it's more of a Warner Brothers, you know, movie business, like a broader sense of like what's going on. And so, you know, even though, you know, it's not really what we're talking about with HBO Max, but the reality is it gives HBO, HBO Max time to figure out what they're going to do beyond 2021. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you had nothing lined up. You had nothing of value to draw, you know, millions of people in. And now you've, you've got your plan in place. And now you have a full year to figure it out, to see how the world looks in three months, six months, nine months, have your plan from there. And, you know, if that, if that plan includes doing another deal with Warner brothers um, or hopefully having new content ready to produce and roll out in 2022. Yeah. Hopefully 2022, this isn't an issue anymore. And we're Mm -hmm. able to go, well, it's as normal as can be. Right. And for Warner Brothers, you know, it, it's it's getting ahead of things. It's, um, again, throwing out the old playbook, trying something new. And, um, you know, trying to uh, uh, you know, um, trying to just really capitalize on the situation. And be, to be the first. To be the first to do this. To make this kind of um, to make this kind of move, it's a huge with, inve- it's a huge investment into streaming, right? And especially with the you know with the titles that they have, mm-hmm. the movies that they have ready, uh, you know, when you have a, a good solid number of movies that you know are already drawing interest, um, it gives you know it creates a lot of goodwill, and, uh, and you know again it's gonna again a lot of people are gonna sign up. 
Yes, sign up and stay signed up because the the movies I said earlier, there are about five or six ones that I would enjoy watching at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really, it's, you know, after 2021, you know, unless they're going to do this again, that's really not WB's, you know, uh, problem if, if people stay signed up beyond 2021, mm-hmm. you know, unless they roll out the next crop of films in 2022. But yeah. But, you know, again, this is a good stopgap for for their business as well. Yeah, um, but if they don't have original content on there by 2022, then they're just, they're fumbling the bag. Yeah. So uh, let's move on. Let's talk about movie theaters and how they are fucked. Let's talk about movie theaters to begin with. Yeah. Neither one of us is really fans of going to the movies. And we're keeping it up a buck. Yeah, I haven't been too big of a fan in the you know for a long time now. Um, yeah. Just... Yeah, we spoke about this often. It's like the only reason that we go to movie theaters are Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Marvel movies for the both of us. And for me. If my son sees like a um, a kids movie that he wants to go see, like I think Detective Pikachu or Trolls, something like that, if he wants to go see, it, then we'll go. Right. Otherwise, like I don't go out to see any of the these Oscar nominated films or any small films, anything like that. I would just wait until it comes out DVD or on demand. I mean, I saw. I, you know, don't get me wrong. The past couple of years, I've seen a lot of those. I've seen more of those Oscar nominated movies and independent films that mm-hmm. you know, I normally wouldn't have, but the circumstances were someone invited me, like someone initiated it. It's like, Hey, let's go see this movie. Okay. A, a lovely lady. More times than not. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so like, yeah, you know, that, that was really the only reason why I was getting out, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I'm, I'm at that point where I've, I've done the midnight showings. I've, I've waited in line for all the Marvel movies and stuff. And, uh, you know, I've had my fun doing that. And now like, I, you know, that, that part of the movie going experience doesn't interest in, doesn't interest me anymore. We old. <laughs> Shit, okay. Let's get to the point. Damn it. <laughs> okay. what, how are you? 31? 33. All right. You're, uh, I always think you're so much younger. You're 33. I'm 34. We're old. Damn near ancient in 2020, right. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, I remember being in high Fuck school. Fuck that midnight release. I got work tomorrow. I remember being in high school and being in line for midnight showings of uh, Star Wars Episode Three. You know, mm-hmm. you know, at the time it was it was a great experience, and you know, in retrospect, not the greatest movie. Obviously, <laughs> that's you know, that's a, a different discussion for a different day. Yeah, but, yes, it is. But you know, when you're Seven, 16, 17, 18 years old, you know, it's fun mm-hmm. staying out doing that and rolling into class, you know, 8 a.m. the next day, you know, a few hours later. Um, and I just, that, you know, there aren't, and, and also there just aren't any movies that, that like get me going to want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm happy to go see it on a Sunday matinee. <laughs> at this point or you know yo i tell you this story all the time i saw captain america uh the winter soldier on like i think it was a tuesday or wednesday i had off when i was working at home depot i went in there i saw the movie i saw it it must have been thursday no it must have been tuesday i went in saw it it was like five or six people in the theater went home watched the episode of shield where it all went where you know it turned out hydra is behind it all at the same time like this is a great ass day (laughs) (laughs) yeah man and you know even before even before covid and stuff you know wasn't a big fan of big crowds and Mm -hmm. you know um you know you know big movie going crowds and stuff like that I, i like empty theaters for the most part um, yeah. And you know, again, yeah, because obviously worst, it was, yeah, the worst situation I ever had with like that was Endgame. 
Like it being in the movie theater with those people, with those fans, and the energy was great. But getting into the theater and getting right. out were horrible experience. Hated it. Was it going to a baseball playoff game? Yes. Yes. Being at one because we've mm-hmm. we've we've attended and we've worked both. Yeah. Uh, but looking like let's go back to movie theaters themselves, like. This is a huge blow. I mean, mm-hmm. first you have to deal with COVID. People aren't coming in. And then when people are actually coming in to see the movies, the, the amount of people isn't what it was. And now you get this news like, okay, now one of the biggest movie uh, producers in the world has decided to make their movies more accessible to people at home. Mm-hmm. Like if like say you're the head of AMC or um, what's another movie place? Let's just say Cinemark. AMC. Yeah, Cinemark. Let's say you're head. What do you do? Like I want to hear what would you do now after you got done pissing yourself in fear? What do you do? <laughs> well, I am just came across. Uh, I was looking. I thought I saw an article. Uh, yeah, on Yahoo Finance. Mm-hmm. The headline is. It's loading. It says, um, you don't have that good internet, kids. Yeah. (laughs) Have a lot of windows open. It says that AMC is is starting urgent dialogue, an urgent dialogue with Warner Brothers. You know, that most, when you have something that, you know, is, uh, when you have a big change, Mm -hmm. maybe you, have initial talks or you kind of, you know, the headlines are usually they're starting talks. They went straight from zero to urgent dialogue. And that's a clear indication that the movie business, you know, the, the, the theater business is in major trouble. And, yes. and, and not only that, I mean, it was already in trouble because of everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. But this is just intensifying it and, you know, uh, ensuring that you're going to you're already going to start at a huge loss going into next year because there's there's no there's no incentive to go anymore at this point. And like you said, not only are people stop, you know, people stop going because of all this, but in some cases, there's, you know, local governments that aren't allowing these businesses to be open. If you look at New York City, if you look at Los Angeles, you know, and those are those are the two biggest cities in the country. Yeah, I think Los Angeles just shut down for two weeks again. Right. And they they've shown a clear um, willingness to do that and to do that frequently. Mm-hmm. So to start stop and start stop and start stop for a long time it's clear until things get better until you know something happens whether it's vaccine or you know whatever what you know however you want to look at it that's again another issue but until things get better you know these businesses are it's just going to get worse yeah uh also something i did not know about the movie theater business like the percentage of money that they make from ticket sales is extremely small, like that opening week. And it grows as the weeks go on. The problem is as the amount, their percentage of ticket sales goes up, the actual ticket sales go down. Mm. So that's why stuff like food and drinks are so expensive. So they're trying to recoup that money. Right. See, that mean. I didn't know that it was like kind of it was tiered or staggered like that, but um, but I've always you know I've always had the sense that that's why you know uh, everything but the movie ticket was so much more expensive you know consistently mm. you know you know the concessions I mean that's that's clearly why the, there's <laughs> I mean good lord. The, the, the money I've spent on concessions is just 
Oh, crazy. Right? They're lucky that the, the popcorn is actually pretty good most times. Yeah. So when it's fresh, it's pretty good with enough butter. So like, what do you do if you're CEO of AMC? What the hell is your plan? Well, I mean, it's already starting. I mean, they're closing. They're closing down mm-hmm. theaters. Um, but okay, what's your plan to survive? I don't think you have much more of a plan beyond closing theaters down. Um, because clearly, you you can't afford to to lower concession prices because they're already such a, a big revenue stream. And you're not getting that many people in the theaters anyways. Um, man, you know, the only thing that you can do at this point is um, pray. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think just continue with some of the, some of the ideas that have already been implemented. I mean, if you, I think there's a lot of theaters that um, I think are, you know, renting out theaters, movie theaters for like parties and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, while you're taking a risk with like a group of 50 people that are in the same family, you're not risking a group of 50 totally different people, you know? Yeah. You know, you kind of, you take that risk, but you, it's a contained risk for the most part. Cause it's like, if something were to happen, the contact tracing between those people would be a lot easier because it's like, okay, well, 50 people know each other. Let's figure it out this way. But if it's 50 strangers, then it's like, Oh boy, this is, this is scary stuff. Yeah. And those people, they know each other. So they're more, more likely to just, if they're feeling sick, they'll stay home because they don't want to affect their friends and family because then they'll, they'll actually see those people again. Yeah, well, you know, that's, again, that's a, uh, uh, you would think, but again, that's another, uh, that's another topic for another day, for another day. Oh, I mean, that's a, oh that's a whole shit, you're right. Course. We're about to see these COVID numbers go crazy next yeah. week, because it'll be two weeks after Thanksgiving. Uh, but, you know, like, yeah, you know, I've been to, I had a friend, you know, a couple of years ago, like, I think in 2018, before, well before any of this, um, it was 2018 or 2019. He had his birthday party at the River Oaks Theater. He rented out a theater and, and played a movie for everybody. And, and, you know, it was just, it was, it was like if you, you know, if you rent your child a, a room at Chuck E. Cheese or whatever, you know, yeah. it, it's, you're going to see more of that kind of continue um, if, if some of these places haven't already started. Um, and, you know, th- those are just, I guess, just little things you have to, you're going to have to figure out. Or, or uh, implement and uh, promote heavily. So there are two things that I want to say about movie theaters. And first, I've watched, you know, I watch YouTube all the time. And so I watched this one channel. It's called um, Film Theory. And they were talking about what's going to happen with movie theaters, with this crisis. And this, this video was a couple months ago before this uh, WB news came out. And one of the suggestions he had was basically movie theaters are going to have to get bigger. Mm, okay. Like make it like a concert. So instead of having like, I don't know, what's a movie theater sitting now? Two or 300 people? Mm-hmm. Make it a couple thousand. <laughs> I'm out. Like people, like not this year or next year, but 2020, 2022 and on, like make it like a concert, mm-hmm. basically. Have thousands of people in there and have and sell the experience. Yeah. Cause that's what movie theaters have been doing anyway for the past 20, 30 years. They've been getting, you know, they've had less movie theaters but bigger ones. So mm-hmm. instead of having like 20 movie theaters only had 10 screens, you're now getting 10 movie theaters that have 25, 30, 40 screens. So that's what movie, th- movie theaters have been doing, doing that already. And so it's like the logical conclusion for him was like, just get, keep growing, make it bigger. 
Now, for me, it's like, I don't know how people are going to feel about getting together in that huge groups. I mean, even after we get the the vaccine, I'm not sure how long it's going to take for people to actually want to get back there. Because there's a lot of people that have been forced into this introvert life that actually found out, hey, I like being alone. So I don't know <laughs> if people are going to want to be in big, huge groups. Hey, hey, look in the camera. Mm, I'm not even looking in the camera. What? Look at you. You're looking at one. Oh, you? <laughs> oh, you're you're back. What? You want to get back in big groups? No, no. I'm. Oh, the guy that's like, I'm enjoying some, <laughs> you know, a little alone time. You know, isolation. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I might continue wearing masks during flu season, like from now on. Yeah. I just feel. Wait, another another thing to mm-hmm. your, to the to the point of making the theaters bigger, I think what you're going to see, I think you're going to see these companies start taking over these small um, drive-in spots. They're starting to pop up here in Houston. When you I say companies, you mean like the movie theaters? Yeah, I think AMC, Cinemark. I think they're going to have to make an investment to maybe do to go that route. Because they're already they're already proven to be popular with old movies, you know, just showing a, a random movie from 1995 mm-hmm. on big, you know, on some outdoor screen. Yeah. You're probably gonna have to start, you know, going that route and putting yeah. your your big movies, your your new movie, your new releases, you know, at a drive-in. Yeah. So that might be one way movie theaters survive. The other way is if we might still have theaters, but we may not have the same company. So currently, there's a law in the books that was presented in the U.S. versus Paramount Picture case, which says that studios cannot own theater chains. That law comes off in two years. <laughs> so is possible that two or three years from now we're going to see a bunch of movie studios but no longer owned by movie companies we're going to see like marvel owned theaters or mm-hmm. paramount where you'll be able to go see the big marvel movies or smaller marvel movies or old disney movies star wars movies things like that if this and, were uh... and and it might be somewhere like hey paramount has you know, they had the movie theaters and this weekend they're playing fast seven, eight, nine, and ten. They're doing they're doing a marathon. Right. And you can go sit in the movie theater and go like we did for the Batman movies. Mm-hmm. So if it really gets bad, that's what something that's something you can see where two or three years from now we're no we're no longer going to AMC, we're going to Disney Theater. Mm-hmm. Well, Disney buys up everything anyways. It's just yeah. a matter of time. And if this were a video podcast, you'd put on the screen that meme of that guy in the yellow suit standing behind the tree mm-hmm. with his hands. I got my hands out for Disney. Trust me. That's No, no. That, <laughs> those, are, those are the movie studios. Oh, rubbing yeah. their hands together. Yeah. It may not be a thing where they get like... Like bank, it's not like they get bought out because they want to. It might be just bankruptcy, and Disney just swoops in and takes it and buys it, buys the the movie theater, the lot, and everything for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, I mean, we've joked about it in the past. You know, the United States of Disney. Mm-hmm. This is only accelerating this this hostile takeover. Yeah, it's Disney versus Amazon for the soul of America, and not gonna lie to you. <laughs> That's what it feels like every day, man. Disney, Amazon, Apple. Yeah. Going after one another. Um, so, oh, speaking of Disney, so let's go on to our last topic. Because I've seen this on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, people just asking, well, how come, how come Disney isn't releasing the MCU movies on Disney Plus? Why aren't they? You know, putting Black Widow, Eternals, why do they keep pushing these things back? And do you want to guess the reasons? Because I got two. 
They don't need to right now. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. They already have 70 million subscribers paid. Mm-hmm. Paying, or most are paying subscribers already. Yeah. Just with the Mandalorian, with their back catalog that they already have. Oh, you're crazy. It's like you, we don't talk about this before, but it's like you read my damn notes. <laughs> there are two reasons, <laughs> and you named both of them. First number is just the amount of subscribers. Disney had, when Disney first put out Disney Plus, their five-year plan was by 2024, they would have somewhere between 60 to 90 million subscribers. That's what they were hoping for. It's been a year and some change. They already have $73.7 million, 73.7 million uh, subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. They already beat their low five-year estimate. And think about that. Yeah, that it's, it's insane. It's insane. It's just and, you know when, when you have, have many, there. Like that's that's number two behind Netflix, right? Yeah. And, and Netflix they, again, is constantly putting out. They were constantly putting out new content. Yeah, still are. Disney was banking on just the Mandalorian and their entire catalog. They're back catalog. Well, Disney learned an important lesson that Star Wars taught us many, many years ago. Once you have the kids, you're in forever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no rush on their part. to. Yeah. And then reason number two is, like you said, content. They have the Mandalorian, which is out right now. And then going to the next year, they got WandaVision, which starts on January. The Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is early 2021. And then... After that, Loki comes out. And then after Loki, Loki, I believe Black Widow is supposed to come out May 5th. Mm-hmm. And it's like they already got everything set up to where they don't have to put anything out. Right. And, and they can play the waiting game because they've already succeeded their wildest dreams in one year. I mean, they've got they've got a six-month cushion. Mm-hmm. You know, of content to see how the world shapes from now from now until then. Yeah, and then, <laughs> sorry, you're killing me. I go online. People are like, I don't got that Disney Plus anymore. I don't want to watch it. It's just the same old stuff over and over again. And then I look at their profile. And I go to their pictures. Like, oh, you don't have children. Right. That's why. Trust me when I say in this household every day, either Hulu or Disney Plus will will be played. Mm-hmm. The other day I rewatched um, which one was it? Age of Ultron. Have we had a discussion about Age of Ultron? Not in a while. I know people don't like it, but we go back and look at all the shit that movie had to do. It's the most Disney-fied movie. It's the most busy movie. So it had all the Avengers. You had to introduce Ultron, Vision, uh, Scarlet Witch, um, uh, Quicksilver. You kill Quicksilver. You introduce Hawkeye's family, which becomes important when we get to Endgame. God, that first scene on Endgame with his family disappears still kills me. But going back. So you set up. Let's see what else happened. You set up Wakanda. And uh, Claw, so that's Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You um, also have Thor having his little vision with sets of Ragnarok. You set up Tony and um, Cap's argument, which goes into Civil War. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, speaking of Rag- Ragnarok, you have uh, at the end of the movie Hulk disappearing. So another plot point that ends up in Ragnarok. There's like there's so much shit in that movie, man. And yeah, it's not the best Marvel movie, but it did what it needed to do considering where it needed to go. Yeah, I don't think it was, you know, it it, it wasn't designed to be a classic, but mm-hmm. you know, it did enough. You're right. It was like, you know how you shoot a light through a prism and the light uh, fractures and it has all the different colors. Mm-hmm. That's what that movie was. <laughs> oh, not to mention that, uh, what's her name? Uh, Scarlett Johansson was pregnant through that movie as well. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. If you rewatch that movie, the, a lot of the action scenes, you won't even see a hint of her face. <laughs> and then a lot of times she's either laying down because she was laying down at the party and she was laying down when Ultron caught her or she's standing behind something. Mm-hmm. Nicely done. Um, and also that movie uh, tied into uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. two times because the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show that's how they knew where the uh, where Loki's scepter was in the first place they found out on the show and they called in the Avengers to go get it and at the end the I believe the hovercraft they found was also the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. what you're saying is this is the most undervalued movie (laughs) underappreciated of the, I'm just saying this movie came into the game. It got eight points, nine rebounds, seven assists, three steals. It wasn't a superstar movie. It wasn't the best movie, but God damn it, it did what it had to do. It was all NBA third team. <laughs> it, it's not an all star, but you know it deserves some recognition. I gotcha. I know some other shit that happened in that movie that I'm missing as well. Speaking of which, going back to Warner Brothers for a sec. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to show your son Space Jam sequel? The seat though. The new one. Yeah, we'll watch it together. We'll watch the, the original first. The first. No. You gotta I, do that. Okay. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I gotta watch her for, watch that one first. I still don't know how we're gonna watch the Star Wars. Show them the original three and then kind of because here's he might, the, here's he the problem. Like, oh, stink. Here's the problem, the though. There's so much shit that's in between all three individual trilogies. Like in between, let's see, episode three and four, you have Rogue One and Solo, mm-hmm. and then you also have Star Wars, and then Star Wars Rebels. You have um, the Clone Wars, which happened after episode two. And then we're the Mandalorian after episode six. And do you watch you? Have you seen the Mandalorian? I have not. The Mandalorian, I think last week's episode had a character from the Clone Wars anime show. See, now you're just doing too much. I'm like, he's only, what, seven? <laughs> That's too much for me. I can't imagine what it would be like for him. Right, so just show him the movies. Yes. The originals. Yeah, I think uh, we're going to start with the originals, and then I'm going to have to pause it at um, the uh, solo scene and, and tell him the truth of what actually happened. Then you give him the code to Disney Plus, and you say, you're on have, your own. Have at it. <laughs> Father, you're over here. Um yeah man that's all i got uh, oh speaking of my son so the other day i had my playstation on i was scrolling through i think i was just about to turn on youtube and a notification came up and it was from my brother he was asking me to want to play a game and my son sees it he's like oh is that anthony and i was like no that's not anthony anthony doesn't play video games he's like anthony doesn't play video games like no 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 that's your uncle daniel so why don't you play video games sir um, I never finished them as a kid. I was, I never, I never just, I never developed the knack for them. So, you know, if I wasn't beating, uh, Super Nintendo PlayStation one games in my, you know, in my like early teens, then I just, I just never caught on to them. And so after that, yeah, I just it's just a matter of I didn't catch on to them growing up. So it just it, it never stuck with me. I need you to go out and get a PlayStation 4, not the five, because <laughs> you're not gonna be able to find one, but yeah. the four. I want you to get the PlayStation 4, and I want you to get two games. Mm-hmm. I want you to get the Spider-Man the ultimate edition and i want you to get the batman arkham collection because those two games 
that's a <laughs> those two games are like it's a spider-man simulator and a batman simulator you will feel like those characters you will feel like the world you're in gotham and new york yeah i've, I've been thinking about jumping back in for something and if, if you're saying these two yeah maybe maybe i will I am replaying Spider-Man right now. I'm, uh, and then as soon as I finish, I'm going to jump into um, the um, the sequel. They have a little like it's like DLC-ish like sequel where it's Spider-Man, but you're playing as Miles Morales. Mm, very cool. Yeah. Because so, so, the first one you get to see, he gets bit by a spider. He gets the powers. And the second one you take over and oh boy. I have yet to play it because I'm I want to finish the game. I want to do the entire story over. But everything I've seen, it's just chef kiss. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I guess I should dust off the old video <laughs> controller. I want you to say dust off the old Atari. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, if there's any time to do it, it's now while we're somewhat quarantined in the house true this is true mm-hmm. all right man um anything else you want to talk about that's you ready, to wrap, a, uh, you ready uh, to wrap it up can i plug something yeah go ahead man spinning records this sunday for brunch at the red dwarf midtown uh from noon to three so back at it been about a month or so and uh yeah i'm looking forward to it should be fun spinning vinyl vinyl records should be good times oh cool 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 so go up there get your drink on get your music on get your brunch on (laughs) you may or may not be able to get your twerk on there's space but you know see if i have the the right tunes (laughs) I love how you don't. I love how you don't know what that story is about. But if you know, you know. (laughs) Uh, That's it, man. Yeah. So Anthony will be on the ones and twos this Sunday. Correct. And where is that again? Address? Uh, The Red Dwarf, ten eleven McGowan Street. McGowan Street. Once again. Uh, Yeah. Say, let them know that you heard on the podcast, and you get. I was gonna say high five, but that's dangerous. You get a, you get a, a elbow nudge. There we go. Yeah, that's it. And um, that's all we have for tonight. Um, just want to say thank you all for listening, download, subscribing. We appreciate it more than words, um, more than I can say. And that's it. Try to play our outro music. And for Anthony, I'm De Quincy. Later, babies.